Hello, my name is Jacob Schondel. I am the Webmaster and Media and Technology Committee Chair for Shepherd of the Valley, and you are listening to the Shepherd Cast, a weekly podcast from Shepherd of the Valley Lutheran Church in Sandyville, Ohio. This week, we had a guest pastor at our church, as Pastor Scott is taking a well-deserved staycation right now. You may have heard this pastor before on this podcast. His name is Reverend H. Paul Schwitzgabel. Anyways, he stopped by this week to deliver a special sermon. He didn't necessarily go off the gospel this week like we normally do. He went off of the psalm, which you'll hear him talk about that a little bit during the episode. But we hope you will really enjoy this week's sermon. Now, I wanted to point out that most of our readings come out of the NRSV translation of the Bible. So if you have a Bible at home and your readings don't necessarily match up word for word with yours, that is probably the reason. Um, There is another thing this week. You'll actually hear him mention that he'll be focusing for the psalm on the King James translation of the Bible. And like I say, he'll mention that on the podcast this week. So, without any further ado, here's this week's Shepherd Cast. Good morning. Good morning. If I was more scientific, I'd try to manufacture a mask that works with glasses. <laughs> the first lesson this morning comes from Isaiah 55th chapter. One verses one through five. Ho, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters, and you that have no money, come by and eat. Come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me, and eat what is good and delight yourselves in rich food. Incline your ear and come to me. Listen so that you may live. I will make with with you an everlasting covenant, my steadfast, sure love for David. See, I made him a witness to the peoples, a leader and commander of the peoples. See, you shall call nations that you do not know, and nations that do not know you shall run to you. Because of the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, for he has glorified you. The word of the Lord. Our second lesson comes from Romans 9th chapter, verses 1 through 5. I am speaking a truth in Christ. I am not lying. My conscience confirms it by the Holy Spirit. I have great sorrow and unceasing anguish in my heart, for I could wish that I myself were accursed and cut off from Christ for the sake of my own people, my kindred according to the flesh. They are Israelites, and to them belong the adoption, the glory, the covenants, the giving of the law, the worship, and the promises. To them belong the patriarchs, and from them According to the flesh comes the Messiah, who is over all. God bless forever. Amen. The word of the Lord. The gospel reading this morning is taken from Matthew 14th chapter, verses 13 through 21. 
Now that the, Jesus heard about the beheading of John the Baptist, it, he withdrew from there in a boat to a deserted place by himself. And when the crowds heard it, they followed him on foot from the towns. When he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion for them and cured their sick. When it was evening, the disciples came to him and said, This is a deserted place, and the hour is now late. Send the crowds away so they may go to the villages and buy food for themselves. Jesus said to them, They need not go away. You give them something to eat. They replied, We have nothing here but five loaves and two fish. And he said, Bring them here to me. Then he ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass. Taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and blessed and broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples. And the disciples gave them to the crowds. And all ate and were filled. And they took up what was left over of the broken pieces, 12 baskets full. And those who ate were about 5,000 men besides women and children. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. I've chosen to do things in a slightly different manner this morning, but that's what you expect when I show up anyway. Um, I'm going to focus in the sermon on the Psalms and um, going to read the, the Psalm in the, the presentation um, that's in the lectionary that's being used by lots and lots of Protestant churches this day, uh, you're going to find then I will be reverting to looking at this psalm in the King James Version and do it the whole way through the psalm. But for now... The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love. Lord, you are good to all, and your compassion is over all your works. The Lord upholds all those who fall and lifts up those who are bowed down. And all wait upon you, O Lord. You give them their food in due season. You open wide your hand and satisfy the desire of every living thing. You are near to all who call upon you, to all who call upon you faithfully. You hear their crying and saying. You watch over all those who love you, but all the wicked you shall destroy. Who knows, I may stay put up here, uh, but it's also possible, just as a warning, I may step down and, and uh, wander and, and be uh, interactive and right in your face. <laughs> so, um, as, as I looked at the scriptures in the lectionary, 
for today and all of that, I, I got into this Psalm 145 and was curious about it and all and discovered a number of things. This is, I appreciate being here because it caused me to stop and do some learning and, and thinking and <laughs> uh, discovery. Um, Psalm 145 is regarded as the last psalm written by David, King David. Now, King David, okay. David killed Goliath, right? Yeah, uh -huh. he was the, the one that knocked out that guy. Well, what we have is there's this kid called David who's the son of Jesse, and as he grows up and, and moves along, King Saul uh, appreciates how he's performing and doing things and accomplishing things and all of that. And David continues to do very well. And Saul finally thinks, uh, you know, this guy could be replacing me as king, uh, the way he's interacting with people and getting their support and alignment with him and all of this. And at, at this point, the, the Israelites are people in transit. Um, they're, they're, not, they, they're not settled. The, the area around there must have 12 different nations of, of groups of people. Uh, it, it's just uh, turmoil that's, that's going on. Um, David, in fact, progresses. There is the death of Goliath, who was an opponent. Uh, Saul uh, is killed. Saul's son is supposed to be the new king, but there's contention between David and that son. Uh, David continues to lead and move along. Uh, there are things that just boggled my mind. Uh, one of them is, as David would defeat this group that had its king, um, he would marry one of the women from that tribe. Oh, and, and he just defeated this group of people who had a king. Oh, he he took one of their women as a wife. Uh, and, and there too, <laughs> David ended up with 12 wives at the same time. Um, they didn't all get along with each other. <laughs> uh, David had 18 children children with each of the wives. I mean, a, a, a whole structure that my mind had, had never been uh, stretched into before. And yet what was happening with David, and you, and you find this in, in uh, Hebrew text and in uh, Islamic text and all of that, David did have this, this power to bring together differing groups of people, um, 
he's able to um, move the Ark of the Covenant, which was an important religious symbol, uh, into the town of Jerusalem. Didn't get a temple built while he was alive, but he, he was really at the heart of getting Jerusalem and that, that central focus uh, put in place. Now that we have all that kind of background about David, let me do the King James and I'll, I'll do several verses and then I'm likely to stop and chat some about it. And, and again, I, the, the lectionary lesson uh, picked up selected verses out of Psalm 145 and I'm going right through them from the first verse down to the 22nd. Um, and I'll only take about 10 minutes with each verse, so in <laughs> uh, I will extol thee, my God, O King, and I will bless thy name forever and ever. If we were looking at this and could read Hebrew, which I can't, I would discover, as I was about to go to the second verse, oh, the first verse started with the first letter of the Hebrew alphabet. The second verse starts with the second letter of the Hebrew alphabet. The third verse starts with the third letter of the, so there's an acrostic arrangement of these 22 verses, letter by letter by letter by letter, and that was designed in part to say, once you've considered this, you, you have considered it all from beginning to end. And it also was a way of providing that individuals could remember you know, your, own, your own memory, my own memory would be good. Okay, I got done with A, now I'm gonna to move to B, C, D, and, and could follow through these. So, item A. I will extol thee, my God, O King, and I will bless thy name forever and ever. And what King David is saying is God is king beyond his kingship, beyond all the kingships that he has dealt with and captured and, and all of that, there is a king, the king. Verse 2. Every day I will bless thee and I will praise thy name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised and his greatness is unsearchable. One generation shall praise thy words to another 
and shall declare thy mighty acts. I will speak of the glorious honor of thy majesty and of thy wondrous works. And men shall speak of the might of thy terrible acts, and I will declare thy greatness. They shall abundantly utter the memory of thy great goodness and shall sing of thy righteousness. So there's this, this whole honoring and, and respect kind of thing that's, that's to be done. And if, if we were to sort through these things, um, what, what we would find out, out of the language is there, there are different, I don't know, different ways of of interaction, degrees of interaction. One is, the, the word could have been extol. Um, I'll just, it's the kind of, I say something favorable uh, about you or something that's in existence. You know that, that that Shepherd of the Valley is a nice church. Yeah, and I've extolled that. I've just acknowledged, yeah. Then there's a second part of the wording in here where David is effectively saying, and, and God, I will I will kneel and respect you every day. The kind of um, positioning of oneself in a, in a you know, when I'm kneeling like that, I, I really can't defend myself against you if you're going to. Um, I, I will, day by day, extol and kneel and then another phrase of this becomes, I will praise. And getting, getting through that, I, I can say, uh, thank you for the music today. Okay. Or, I could say, I really appreciate the way you're able to capture the mood of that music. Was there a difference in your heart between those two messages? Thank you for, yeah, or really acknowledging. And it's it's there that we get at what I, th I think um, David was trying to get at to say that this, this interaction with God, yes, we can say God is great, God is good. We've just extolled God. Okay? We can kneel and bow down uh, to God. Okay? But we are challenged to praise God which is to, yeah, I, I am blessed 
by the resources of this earth. I am, I, I have been so much helped by other people and the variety of them that are around. Um, so, David in writing this psalm, King David is saying, there's a king beyond me, folks. And yes, should be extolled. Yes, should be acknowledged. But it's important to praise that God and join in praise. Not simply recognize, but engage. Okay. It goes on. And men shall speak of the might of thy terrible acts, and I will declare thy greatness. They shall abundantly utter the memory of thy great goodness, and shall sing of thy righteousness. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger and great of mercy. The Lord is good to all, and his tender mercies are over all his works. All thy works shall praise thee, O Lord, and thy saints shall bless thee. They shall speak of the glory of thy kingdom and talk of thy power to make known to the sons of men his mighty acts and the glorious majesty of his kingdom. Thy kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and thy dominion endureth throughout all generations. The question that comes in part as I, as I look at this is how we go about actually engaging in that praise of God from day to day. Uh, it's easy to fall into patterns, habits, we're trained by liturgy, certain words are repeated over and over. But getting inside one's own heart and mind and acknowledging God's strength and power, the blessing that God can be in our lives and is in our lives, that is important. One story that I came across was that uh, there was a congregation where there was uh, just a worship service and, and they had provided, uh, it was an outdoor service and they had provided people with helium filled balloons that uh, would float off into the sky and everyone was given a balloon when they came in for the service and all of that. And, and the, the preacher, I don't know quite what he was doing as the topic, but it was agreed that, that if you felt that you wanted to praise God, you'd let go of the balloon and let it float away. And during the service, you know, there's a balloon here and there. They got to the end of the service and looked around a third of the people still had their balloons. 
okay? uh, really had not felt the engagement, the energy, the, the praise. And I, I found, too, as I was working through this, that there certainly have been many days when I have, have not, I, I may have extolled, I may have acknowledged, but did I praise God for the goodness? Thy kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and thy dominion endureth throughout all generations. The Lord upholds all that fall, raises up all those that can be bowed down. The eyes of all wait upon thee, and thou givest them their meat in due season. Thou openest thy hand and satisfy the desires of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways, and holy in all his works. The Lord is nigh unto all that call upon him, all that call upon him in truth. He will fulfill the desire of them that fear him. He will hear their cry, he will save them. The Lord preserveth all them that love him, but the wicked will be destroyed. My mouth shall speak the praise of the Lord, and let all flesh bless his holy name forever and ever. It is my prayer and hope that you and I might in hearing this last psalm of King David who did his adventures and was a magnificent leader and, you know, all of that, but certainly had lots of human complications. He, in his powerfulness, said, there's a king, the king, beyond me beyond us. Let us extol, let us acknowledge, but let us praise God in our hearts and minds, day by day. Amen. You have just heard a very special sermon from Shepherd of the Valley Lutheran Church. We thank you for listening to the Shepherd Cast this week. If you like what you heard, and you are able and you live in the Northeast Ohio area, we would like to invite you to join us for worship on Sundays. Our services are Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m. You can learn more about the worship environment at our church by visiting sotvchurch.com worship. While you are there, you will also see the precautions which we are taking on account of the COVID-19 pandemic in order to just worship safely. As I say every week, we are a church in service. If you wish to support this podcast, we hope you will support us by supporting our church's ministry. For more information on how you can do that, please visit sotvchurch.com support. 
course, you can keep up with us online at our church website, sotvchurch.com. And you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at SOTV Sandyville. We'll be back next week with another episode of the Shepherd Cast, so please tune in then. Till then, we thank you for listening, and God bless.